It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Expectations matter. What do you expect from an SUV? Versatility? A range of sizes built to fit your life? A range of exteriors that all invite stairs? Or being able to take control of more than just the wheel? Expectations matter, but exceeding them matters more. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is going on, friends? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Billy Rossetti of SI Panthers with you here as we are rolling along through our positional previews for next week's Senior Bowl. We've touched on all the offense. We went through defensive line. And now we are going to touch on linebackers in this episode. We'll get into that in a little bit. But first, before we get into that, I want to touch on some of the highlights from the introductory press conference of new general manager Scott Fitter. He spoke to the media late this week and gave a good in- introduction, you know, thanked a lot of people, thanked the Seattle organization, whatnot. David Tepper spoke real quick too. Uh, but there's some interesting highlights from both Scott Fitter's press conference and a bit of the uh, media session with head coach Matt Rule, kind of talking about what the organizational structure might look like with the Panthers as kind of, you know, a uh, in this sort of three-horse race between owner David Tepper, head coach Matt Rule, and GM uh, Scott Federer. So there's some talks about that, and we got some uh, a little bit of insight into how Mr. Tepper came to hiring uh, Scott Federer. So there's some interesting notes, so I wanted to, to get into some of these highlights a little bit. So we'll jump right into kind of how Scott got the job. You know, he talked about uh, being the uh, having the early interview earlier this week and then getting right on the flight to Charlotte for his second interview. So he kind of gave us a bit of a unique perspective on going through a general manager hiring process uh, in the midst of a pandemic and doing some of this stuff virtually. And he talked about, you know, how he felt this was a good fit right off the bat. Um, and there were some all other uh, some interesting notes 
like I said, from Mr. Tepper on why Scott uh, became the, or how Scott became the man for the job. And, you know, I just uh, will share this little clip. I'll let uh, Mr. Tepper speak himself from, you know, this is a clip from the press conference as to why Scott became the man for the job. When we settled on Scott, it was, you know, a few different reasons why. One was just a breadth of experience and how he matched up. You know, he had uh, basically was in the draft room with Schneider and Carroll, had, uh, you know, exposure to agents, uh, very uh, knowledgeable about the salary cap, uh, involved with analytics, um, and just generally speaking, uh, working for a college coach and some of the things that that brings with you, uh, the development that Carroll's had with some of his players, you know, having to... Uh, you know, you know, deal with uh, later round, uh, you know, late, later picks. So some good stuff there. You know, certainly a good note, too, about the, the analytical point and working with Pete Carroll and John Schneider. And later in the press conference, too, Scott made a note of how the Panthers in this situation are similar to the Seahawks in that uh, the college coach, you know, of course, Pete Carroll was a pro coach in the past, but coming from USC, Carroll was hired first, then John Schneider. Similar scenario here in Carolina. Matt Rule hired first and had input into the new GM hire, similar to Pete Carroll getting input in John Schneider being hired. And he mentioned, of course, all the late picks because you know we know that a lot of the success that the, the Seahawks have. In fact, one of the questions, I think it was uh, Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports, made a note during his question that it's been some time. I think about eight years, eight or nine years since the Seahawks have had a, uh, a top 15 pick. So not used to this position, but he talked about the flexibility or Scott talked about the flexibility now of having a top 10 pick because uh, our old buddy Josh Klein actually asked about uh, a lot of the trading down that Seattle's done over the years. And Scott noted that having a top 10 pick now, you know, having the eighth pick gives them a lot of flexibility because they can move up, they can move down. When he talked about trading down a lot from being like the mid 20s he noted that kind of the cutoff of the talent is about 16 17 somewhere that so when you're at like pick 25 or, or so he's felt there wasn't too much of a talent difference between say picks 25 and 40 so that's why they would feel comfortable trading down but he said there's a lot of flexibility with uh with having a top 10 pick now here with the panthers he also was asked, of course, hypothetical, or tried to ask, uh, tried to be asked hypothetically about a uh, a certain Houston quarterback possibly being available. And obviously, Scott didn't get into any details, uh, but he did note that uh, he wants to be involved in every deal. In fact, here's a bit of a clip uh, regarding that note that he wants to be in on every deal. Well, I'm not going to get, get into uh, hypotheticals. What I will tell you is we will be on, in on every deal. We're going to find out where things are going, what the landscape is in the NFL. But before we do anything uh, outside, I need to figure out who's here. I need to figure out this roster. I need to figure out who's on our offensive line, who's on our defensive line. I know them from a 30,000-foot view, but I need to know them from a coach's standpoint. I need to know them from a personnel standpoint and meet these guys and see what they're made up of. So there's a lot of things we're going to be involved with going forward. We're going to be very aggressive in our acquisition process, but it starts with getting to know our team and just being here for just a few days. I'm just starting that process.
So, you know, typical GM speak there, obviously trying, number one, not to get in trouble because that's obviously kind of tampering to discuss players like that. But, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense. Figure out what he has here. Um, it was, you know, it's kind of similar to what we went through last year. The whole, you know, going through the roster and talking about players that were here. And we talked about Cam Newton. And, of course, not much later, uh, Cam Newton was out. So, obviously, no idea what the Panthers are going to do. But, you know, Scott Fitterer wants to take kind of a uh, an aggressive approach at looking at this roster. And like I alluded to earlier, the whole uh, organizational structure, talking about final say... Uh, it sounds like, you know, everyone's in agreement. They all want it to be pretty well together. I mean, Matt Rule said that, in, in a way he said, technically he still has final say over the team's roster, but it's still going to be a collaborative, uh, collaborative effort. So here's a quick note of what Matt Rule said about the, the organizational structure and who has final say and things like that. Um. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think in terms of on the contract, a lot of those things probably, you know, rest with me. Um, but that's not something I'm real interested in. As I told you guys from the very beginning, I think it's, um, I think it's kind of a formality. Um, you know, Scott's here to, Scott's here to run the personnel. He's here to build the roster. He's here to establish the draft process. I think, yeah, so I think some things maybe are, you know, kind of written down, you know, contractually. But I had that experience this past year. I think we're going to work really collaboratively and work together. And just to kind of build on that, here's uh, the similar question about the the structure from owner David Tepper and GM Scott Fitterer. I think we're going to, you know, as we had before, actually, you know, pretty collaborative sort of effort between uh, Scott and Matt. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, they will, you know, be involved um, on, um, you know, on all these different football decisions together. They're the primary ones making these decisions. I've never been in a draft room where anyone's ever said, hey, I have the 53, he has the 53. This is something we're going to do together, and we're going to make the best decision for the Carolina Panthers. We're going to work through this. We're going to challenge each other. We're going to study. And in the end, we're going to be combined in our decisions, and we're going to do what's best for the team. So there you go. It sounds like it's going to be kind of an, uh, an even keel approach. So technically, Matt Rule has final say over the roster, but he even said himself he's not really interested in it. And it sounds like Scott Fritter is going to have pretty much uh, just as much say in the uh, in the football decision making. They, you know, David Tepper also talked about how uh, Scott Fitter will do like a lot of the draft stuff and Matt Rule will have like some of the roster stuff because those sides are kind of more on their end, you know, stuff that Matt Rule, you know, because Matt Rule will have more stuff in season to focus on so that Scott Fitter can take care of other things. So it sounds like it's a pretty solid approach to how things are going to be structured. So it's going to be really interesting to see how things play out. But it was a, a good opening press conference, you know, good to hear from Scott Fitter for the first time. So kind of have sort of an idea what to expect from the Panthers organization moving forward now that uh, David Tepper basically has his guys in place. And you talked about that a little bit now, too, that, uh, you know, how important it is now that he effectively has his guys in the building and head coach Matt Rule and GM Scott Fitterer. So those are some of the highlights from Scott Fitterer's uh, introductory press conference. So we'll take a quick minute 
and uh, thank our quick sponsors and look at the linebacker position for the senior bowl. And I've said it numerous times, a lot of good names here to look out for. So excited to, to dive into this. But before we get into that, uh, shout out to our friends. Today's episode being brought to you by BuiltBar.com, the best tasting protein bar ever, which includes 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavor. Anything from double chocolate to salted caramel, apple almond, carrot cake, and just about everything in between. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious guy. You could lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. These bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high in fiber, and they're great for a keto diet. So go to BuiltBar.com and enter promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. So again, that's promo code Locked On gets you 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And also our friends at BetOnline.ag. Conference Championship Weekend is here. And of course, also NBA action, college basketball action. A lot of good stuff for you guys to get a chance to make a little bit of money. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. And that's BetOnline.ag. So sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and remember to use our promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action and don't forget to use our promo code locked on to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts so as we talk about the or go back to talking about the senior bowl now, we jump to the linebacker position where we got some intriguing names here. Of course, we've been going through all the position groups at uh, that will be at the senior bowl and kind of introducing the players that the Panthers will get to deal with at the senior bowl next week. And we've made it now to the linebacker position, and there are some intriguing names that the Panthers are going to get their hands on here at the linebacker position. One of those players is a guy that a couple years ago, you know, as a freshman, looked like he was going to have a lot of first-round buzz and then kind of tailed off a little bit, but I think is starting to see his stock rise a little bit, and I think he's starting to uh, get himself back into these, you know, later-round discussions and a bit of a... has now become kind of a sleeper pick. Doesn't have as much buzz on him, but could still be an, uh, an interesting player to watch at the Senior Bowl and in the NFL. And that's Patty Fisher out of Northwestern. 6'4", 240 pounds from Katy, Texas. And, you know, like, like I said, 2017 really kind of burst onto the scene and was already starting to generate some first-round buzz. He had 113 tackles, which led all FBS first-year players and also had 65 solo tackles, was or earned freshman All-America honors from the Football Writers Association of America, second team All-Big Ten by the media, third team by the coaches, and was the Big Ten Freshman Defensive Player of the Year by the Big Ten Network. 2018, still had another solid season, was a third-team All-American by the Associated Press, first-team All-Big Ten uh, it was the second straight year he earned honors from all Big Ten. Ended up with 116 total tackles, so gave him back-to-back -back seasons 
with over 100 tackles. He was the first Northwestern player to accomplish that feat since Anthony Walker did it in 2015 and 2016. Also had four forced fumbles, which was tied for most among all Big Ten players. His tackle numbers did drop a little bit in 2019, finishing with just 89 tackles, but that was still second on the team. Six tackles for a loss. Uh, you know, so the buzz kind of shined off a little bit. There were starting to become some questions about whether he can be a, an every-down player. Uh, there were some concerns about his pass coverage, but, you know, his run-stopping ability was still pretty solid. And then 2020, I think he bounced back pretty nicely. Uh, AP, All-Big Ten, defensive first team, uh, and then was second team All-American from the American Football Coaches Association. And uh, as far as far as his tackle numbers go, bounce that uh, was able to accomplish, or was able to total 86 total tackles, excuse me, uh, which was only three shy of what he had in 2019, and he did it in three fewer games. So 80, 86 tackles in nine games. So he's starting to get back kind of on the pace that he was at in 17 and 18, and also had four and a half tackles for a loss. So 24 and a half total tackles for a loss, 404 total tackles, and even four interceptions, 14 passes defended, and 11 forced fumbles. Those are some of the numbers from Patty Fisher over his four years at Northwestern. So he's starting to brighten his shine a little bit again after bouncing back from 2019. So I think he's going to be uh, one of the more intriguing prospects. I could see a lot of eyes being on him after, again, he was generating a lot of first-round buzz during his first couple years and then kind of tailed off a little bit. So I'm really going to be fascinated to see where Patty Fisher ends up being drafted. Another interesting name to watch for here is Charles Snowden out of Virginia. Uh, in 2020, Snowden was second-team All-ACC uh, first team all ACC from Phil Steele was on the award watch list for the Bednarik Award and the Butkus Award preseason watch list, the Bronco Nagurski Trophy preseason watch list. So, a lot of recognition for Charles Snowden. And then just look at some of his numbers over the years 2017 played in 10 games, totaled 13 tackles, two tackles for a loss. 2018. 13 games played, 61 total tackles, 7.5 tackles for loss, 20, uh, 2 interceptions, 1 forced fumble, 1 fumble recovery. 19, he had 72 tackles in 14 games, 11 tackles for a loss. And then in 2020, played in 8 games, totaled 44 tackles, and had 10 tackles for a loss. So 30.5 tackles for a loss over 4 years, 28.5 of those in the last three years and 190 total tackles in 45 games. So that's Charles Snowden listed uh, on the team's website at uh, 6'7", 240. We go to a player that's effectively going to get to play in his home area, at least in terms of where he went to college and, of course, the Senior Bowl being down in, uh, down in Mobile which is where the University of South Alabama is. In fact, it'll be the new stadium for 
South Alabama, and that's Riley Cole, 6'3", 225, from Oneonta, Alabama. Uh, 2017, played eight games, in fact, started eight games, played all 12, 55 tackles, two and a half for a loss. Uh, 2018, four tackles in three games before suffering a season-ending injury. 2019, played in all 12 games, started 11, 59 total tackles, 9 for a loss. And then in 2020, played in 10 games, 96 total tackles, 6.5 tackles for a loss, and 2 sacks. And then we head over to Jabril Cox of LSU, who actually was a graduate transfer from North Dakota State. Uh, but in his one season with LSU, he played in 10 games, totaled 58 touchdowns, six and a half tackles for a loss, one sack, three interceptions. In fact, returned one of those touchdowns or returned one of those interceptions for a touchdown and had eight passes defended and one fumble recovery. And in his three seasons at North Dakota State, had himself a, a pretty solid run there. Uh, 258 tackles, 32 tackles for loss, and 14 sacks in three seasons. And, of course, won the national championship all three years that he was at North Dakota State. In fact, the Bison were 45-1 and during those three years. And at one point, Cox started 31 consecutive games before missing the game against South Dakota State in 2019 with an injury. So a lot of production, a lot of uh, a lot of championship uh, a lot of championship gold to his credit as well. So Jabril Cox, LSU, another name to look out for. Uh, we got four more names to talk about here at the linebacker position and we'll do that in just a minute. But first a shout out to our friends over at Echelon. You know when it comes to getting or staying in shape, Nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can get you there this year as they offer the next generation of, con of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. So no matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your own home. The EX7S is Echelon's latest state-of-the-art innovation that takes cycling to the next level. The EX7S connected bike is built with performance, flexibility, and durability in mind, and it is the bike for competitors at heart. Their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes, always available when you need them. And unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone, and one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. So right now, you can try Echelon Fitness Equipment at home for 30 days. Just go to echelonfit.com slash locked on. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N-F-I-T dot com slash locked on. Echelonfit.com slash locked on. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. 
Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Four more linebackers here to talk about at this point as we take a look at uh, another Houston player. We talked about a Houston kid, Peyton Turner, on the defensive line that the Panthers will have, and they will also have linebacker Grant Stewart at their disposal as well. Stewart is a 6'1", 225-pound linebacker from Conroe, Texas, was an uh, all-conference second-team selection in 2019. And uh, just a quick run-through of his numbers as well. In 2020, he finished, he actually had a game where he had 12 tackles in a game. That was against UCF on Halloween. Totaled 61 tackles in 2020, five tackles for a loss, and also had one sack this season. And in 2019, played in 12 games, 97 total tackles, nine and a half tackles for a loss, one sack, and then had 30 total tackles in 13 games with two and a half tackles for a loss, and also played in seven games in 2017. So that's Grant Stewart of Houston. And then another later-round prospect that I'm kind of intrigued by as well, and I'll be really curious to see how he fares in Mobile, Monty Rice out of Georgia, 6'1", 235, was one of the five finalists for the Butkus Award, which of course goes to the nation's best linebacker, he was a uh, he started eight games in 2020 and a couple other accolades. He was named All America Second Team by the Athletic, and was All SEC First Team by the Associated Press. He finished third on the team with 49 total stops in 2020, and then. 2019 AP All-SEC second team and was co-winner of the Vince Dooley Defensive MVP, which is given at the team's postseason awards gala. Started all 14 games for Georgia, led the team with 89 total stops, also had 14 quarterback pressures and had five tackles in the Sugar Bowl win over Baylor. 2018 played in nine games, started five, third on the team with 59 tackles, and that was despite missing five games due to injury. And 2017, 14-game appearances, 22 total stops, including his first career start against Missouri. So another name to look out for there in Monty Rice. And then we stick in the SEC as we take a look at K.J. Britt out of Auburn. Britt listed at six foot 243, comes from... Oxford, Alabama, became a starter in 2019 and became first-team All-SEC in 2019. 69 tackles, 10 for a loss. And then 2020, played in just two games, uh, total, but did total 23 tackles in those two games and had a tackle for a loss. So that's K.J. Britt of Auburn. And then last but certainly not least is Jordan Smith of UAB. Jordan Smith is one of the another one of the the 
more intriguing guys here. And he's, in fact, he's got a lot of length. He's listed six foot seven, two hundred fifty-five pounds from Lithonia, Georgia. Uh, he was first team All Conference USA in 2020. 43 total tackles, nine and a half tackles for a loss, four and a half sacks, one interception, eight quarterback hurries. Uh, led the team in tackles for a loss and uh, sacks as well. Uh, and was also on the preseason watch list for both the Chuck Bednarik Award and the Bronco Nagurski Award. And then he also had 53 total tackles, 17 and a half tackles for loss, and 10 sacks in 2019, and was named second team All-Conference USA. So Jordan Smith is one of those... Uh, one of those intriguing edge guys or linebacker guys, however you want to play him. And I've been seeing him kind of ranked, you know, just inside the top 100 on some draft boards. So this could be a, a, a soft you can get late third, early fourth round in April. So really excited to see what he can do in some of these one-on-one -on -one battles with some of these offensive linemen. So those are the, linebackers that the Panthers will get to deal with at the Senior Bowl. So again, it's Patty Fisher of Northwestern, Charles Snowden of Virginia, Riley Cole of South Alabama, Jabril Cox of LSU, Grant Stewart of Houston, Monty Rice of Georgia, KJ Britt of Auburn, and Jordan Smith of UAB. And then just a quick run through of the guys that the that the Dolphins will get to work with next week. They will have Garrett Wallow of TCU, Hamilcar Rashad Jr. of Oregon State, and then a trio of Ohio State linebackers, Justin Hilliard, Baron Browning, and Tuff Borland. Uh, and then this was, this was one of the uh, other big names. In fact, we talked earlier in the week, they had uh, teased... A couple of early round prospects that uh, that they were announcing. Those two players ended up being the two Surratt brothers. Uh, Sage Surratt, the wide receiver for Wake Forest, who of course was slotted to the Dolphins, as well as UNC linebacker Chaz Surratt, who is a guy that I think the Panthers really need to consider in uh, potentially in the second round. I mean, this kid's very athletic, former college quarterback. So the Dolphins will work with him next week. And then they also have Tony Fields the second out of West Virginia. And Derek Barnes out of Purdue. So those are all the linebackers so far at the Senior Bowl. And with that, we've got just one, one position group to talk about. And that, of course, will be the defensive backs. We're still waiting on, uh, in fact, those to be announce in terms of who's going to be on what roster but we'll certainly talk about those when they come but that's all we got left deep uh the secondary and of course yeah the the special teamers as well the punters kickers and long snappers because they're people too but for the most part uh secondary pretty much all we have left is we've covered everybody else that will be at the senior bowl so a lot of good stuff as always and i think that's a good place to wrap it up here on this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. So thanks as always for tuning in, everybody. Really appreciate your support. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Sadi, R-I-C-C-E. 
E-T-T-E. And of course, follow the podcast wherever you get your listening pleasure. And until next time, take care of yourselves, everybody. Stay well. Have a good one. We'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. We'll see you soon. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.